What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of The Brave Podcast. Um, I would like to mention that, to be honest with you guys, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, a few weeks ago, I had an idea, and I'm like, you know what? I watch a lot of podcasts, and I like talking to people. So that's kind of why we're here. Um, so my name is Angelo. A lot of you guys know me on YouTube as Exploring with Angelo or Angebona TV. I have a couple of different channels. Um, basically what it is that I do is normally I hunt ghosts, uh, go on adventures, explore abandoned places, uh, go to strange places, travel, vlog, that sort of thing. And I am also here with a very good friend of mine, Moshio. Hi. Hi. This is very exciting. This is very different than what I'm used to, that's for sure. Uh, okay, so I'm Moshio on Instagram and YouTube, and uh, my real name's Mohammed. Everybody calls me Mo. Um, if you're used to Angela's content, I'm not the Mo that you, you may have expected to hear. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, so Moshio on YouTube and Instagram and all that, I typically do gaming stuff. I haven't in a long time. Uh, however, we are getting right back into it these days. So very exciting to be here. I thank you for allowing me the experience to be joining you on this podcast. It's, 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 it's such a cool thing. I never thought I'd be able to say that I'm mm -hmm. on a podcast. Um, but hey, man, here we are. This is very cool. Here we are indeed. Um, so I've never done anything like this. I've only ever been on one podcast before, and it wasn't um, in person. I actually did it with my friend Freaktography. So that's literally the only experience I have. So You did it over Zoom or something? Yeah, it was some app that he had. I don't even remember what it was called. No. Um, I asked him, I'm like, do you want to do it in person? He's like, no, no, I'll just click this link and plug in your webcam <laughs> or whatever. And I plugged in my microphone, and that was pretty much it. I actually figured out how to do it on my phone, which I never knew I could somehow use my phone as a webcam, um, which it worked out at the time, uh, but I do prefer the kind of in-person setup. So this is basically the very first one. So it's just going to be us two for tonight. We're yeah. doing basically like a trial run. I'm um, just kind of trying to, you know, figure out things, get used to the format. Um, but we do have several other microphones right now we have the wide angle lens so you guys can see the whole room um when we do have four guests then obviously you know we'll have four different angles and all that fun stuff so um yeah it's been a couple weeks of putting this whole shebang together um yeah. it's been uh grueling very time consuming some of us wallpapered the entire room yes so <laughs> This wallpaper behind me is, in fact, wallpaper. Oh, it was may I supposed look... to let the cat out of bed? <laughs> you, you told everybody right on the first episode. <laughs> Less than five Couldn't minutes, and even... this is not a real wall. Right? This is not a real wall <laughs> at all. But, um, yeah, so we filled up the whole space. I think it looks pretty good so far. Uh, we got a ginormous TV where we can literally see ourselves at the moment using our recording software. And we got lots of other fun stuff in here, like we got a cactus... Uh, coaster <laughs> right i just thought it was amazing so i bought that but um yeah so in case you're wondering i guess a little bit about us um how we met yeah. how did we meet mo how did we meet okay so this takes me back a few years i can't remember the actual years it must be somewhere around 2008 i think something along those lines it? something i mean it's 
08 or 09 or something like that. Yeah. I was working, and if you're not from Canada, you won't know. Maybe you won't know, but there's a store here, a general store, very popular, called Canadian Tire. So this store, I was working in the automotive parts department, and uh, <coughs> one day, sorry, excuse me, I'm sick. We delayed recording this first episode for a few days because <laughs> I got very sick on the weekend. So if you hear me cough, I apologize. He's, he's a bit nasally, but we'll, we'll we'll let it slide for for tonight's episode. This is so. not my normal voice. Please do not <laughs> cancel me for a horrible voice. Um, so I uh, yeah, I was working in the parts department, and uh, every I don't know month, two months, routinely we would have new people starting, and one day. This gentleman across the table from me started working with parts, sorry, working in parts with me, and I trained him, and we worked together, and I don't think it was for very long, maybe mm. month, two months, three months kind of thing. Something like that, yeah. I remember, so it was kind of funny because I don't even remember why they hired me, to be honest, because I didn't really know very much at the time, like, about automotive stuff, cars, things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. you knew a lot more than I did, but... I'll be honest, I didn't know shit. Like I was <laughs> it was a huge learning curve coming in there. But yeah, I remember it was the very first day. The, my very first shift that I started there, you were there and uh, I'm like, "Hi, I'm Angelo." I think it was like 15 years old. Oh yeah. So, was it 2008? 2008. It might have actually been earlier. It might have actually between been between 06 and yeah, 08, I guess. Yeah, it might have been actually earlier than that. So, it must have been 06-ish. In that case something like that yeah. i don't even remember anymore yeah. but yeah i remember starting and then you guys would always try and play tricks on me and be like go <laughs> and find the muffler bearings or the whatever you guys could come up with that obviously muffler bearings don't even exist it's not a real thing <laughs> well, but... listen it wasn't obvious to everybody no, so that's no. why i got him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I remember it was multiples of you but yeah that place kind of sucked but it was uh-huh. it worked out because we met right yeah. we became friends so yeah. and uh, so to continue from that you didn't last very long you knew that place sucked mm-hmm. and you dipped i don't know if you remember anything about that experience yeah i'm trying to remember what i did after that so when i was young i did all <coughs> sorts of jobs like i've kind of been working since i was like six years old like mm-hmm. that's what i tell people anyways so i mean what i used to do when i was younger um so when my family first came to canada uh, basically almost everybody in my family started out at this jewelry company. The jewelry company no longer exists. I think my mom and my great aunt were the very last two people of my family that worked there from, it was, it's crazy because they, my family essentially worked there from when the company started to when it essentially ended. And, um, yeah, so basically what they used to do was jewelry and they would take jewelry home and we would be sitting at the kitchen table because I lived with my grandparents since I was very young. And basically, um, so we'd all be sitting at the kitchen table and we'd be like putting stuff on cards, like you'd put earrings and necklaces and all sorts of stuff. And when I was like six or seven, I remember sitting there at the kitchen table helping them and my mom would give me like a bit of an allowance at the end of the week to help them out nice right? um, like five ten bucks but back then five to ten dollars when you're like you know seven eight years old was a lot of money oh, you yeah. could buy a lot of five cent candies with five dollars <laughs> right so it was uh it was a good time but um yeah so after canadian tire i think i might have gone to sears Oh, I remember you Maybe. said something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I In think... the warehouse at the store or something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was considered logistics. So it was uh, 
basically moving packages. So we'd basically like offload the truck. So the truck would come from the warehouse to the store. We'd take everything off of the truck and put them on these little flatbed things. And then at the end of the night, we'd have to take them to each of their individual departments. And uh, that job also sucked. <laughs> they just treated us really poorly. Like every job I've ever had kind of sucked. But mm. yeah. yeah. I, so we, we had connected somehow. I remember I was, you were young and I was driving you home on my mm -hmm. way home after every shift so at some point we became friends on an old chat what do you call it? chat program i guess at the time so if you ever had a hotmail address back in that time you had a program called msn messenger and that was that was how we stayed connected because you know at that time i don't think i don't know i don't know but i don't think we, many of us had cell phones no at that time. i think what at the time the reason why was because text messaging wasn't unlimited oh right right so right. most people would maybe try to avoid sending text messages because you didn't want to hit your 250 text limit yeah. no it was it was free after after six or seven or whatever right. on Friday into Sunday. And then the second it hit like 12 o'clock, it would roll into Monday and it's no longer free. <laughs> yeah. So everybody back then used to use MSN Messenger. Yes. Um, and you probably remember I would pause a song <laughs> for like for one month. Okay, so this is what it was. <laughs> So, so yeah, you would have it's a, it was a it was a a program. You would add your friends by their email addresses, and you would see there at the time, just kind of like before Facebook, they had statuses. So you could put like a funny saying or whatever you wanted to put in your status. And I would always see in this gentleman's status, it was he's playing this one specific song. If you know the band, it's called Protest the Hero, and the song was called uh, Oh my God, Blindfolds uh, Aside. Blindfolds Aside. And I was like, it was their uh, best song over. So, but this was over maybe, I don't know, a month, two months. I'm like, damn, this guy really likes this song. After I realized, I didn't know you told me that, oh, you know, it's my windows media player, which was a program you would use on your computer to listen to music or watch videos. My windows media player was just paused on that song for so long. And I had never, <laughs> that was like a constant thing that I would do too. It was just always on one specific song for for literally like thirty days, forty days, yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't even. Know, I was thinking, but... man, this song must be really good. I started listening to it. I was like, this song is amazing. And... <laughs> fantastic oh, i, I think song. we went to go how many times did we go see protest the hero <laughs> so what i was going to lead into was that because of you yeah. watching this or listening to this all the time or really not and just thinking that i started listening to it. i started listening to all the music i loved all the music and then at some point i would talk to you about that and other music and stuff so yeah we had seen and i, I was for Maybe the last 10 years I've been kind of an addict for going to see local shows in Toronto. Um, we went to see Protest the Hero easily more than five times, mm -hmm. 10 times. I don't know, something along along those lines, among other bands, too. Yeah, I remember that. We, we used to, we were like the concert thrill seekers, I guess. <laughs> that was literally every, almost every like other weekend we were going to see a show. It felt like it, yeah. Yeah, whether yeah. it was protest, we've seen Slipknot a few times. And it's funny too, because when I met you, you weren't even into music like that at all. I was very, yeah, I started more like, when I was, when I was young, I started listening to like, if you know them, the Backstreet Boys, mm -hmm. of course. And uh, the Hanson, well, I was very, po <laughs> was very like a popular play on my, uh, on my CD Walkman. My disc man 
I was listening to that kind of stuff, and eventually it got into more kind of like pop punk stuff. So my absolute favorite band of all time is Blink-182. Mm -hmm. From there, at some point, my music taste evolved, and uh, I became a lot more into the heavy stuff. So I didn't like... You mentioned Slipknot. I didn't mm -hmm. like Slipknot until you told me you have to listen to this album, which is Volume 3. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. It and was different. It took a while for me to get into it, because I liked one song, which was... Uh, uh, I don't remember which one it was. It was the one one of the songs from Iowa, and uh, oh, probably Left Behind. No, the one no. from it, it's a song that played in the Resident Evil movie, and I can't mm. remember what it is now, but it's an amazing song. Anyway, you told me to listen to that album, yeah. and since I got into that album because of you, I started loving the band. So I, I love almost every release that they've made, and uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're you're most welcome. No regrets, right? No regrets. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after yeah, so we connected with music. I'd say was the first thing and then um i don't know i i was always into cars i just didn't know much about them and then we kind of connected in that way too and yeah. then uh i think after i left canadian tire we didn't really talk Would have much been a after while. that yeah so and then all of a sudden out of the blue i get a message on msn messenger <laughs> and of course it's moshi and um he's like i don't even remember what you said but hey man do you keep your options open <laughs> do you keep your options <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we'll explain there's a little bit of context to what it is that we're, we're talking about um so basically yeah he's like hey what are you doing now um, i think i had started my own company i think mm. i had quit sears at that point can i say the name i remember uh, the name do you and computers yeah that's it and <laughs> computers it was such an original name it, it was, worked it, it was worked. very smart um so yeah at that point i had gotten into fixing computers building computers uh restoring computers and um what else was i doing i was starting to get into like online retail like i was starting to figure out how to buy things in wholesale and uh sell things online on ebay and that was essentially you know my bread and butter at 16 years old no actually yeah well 16 up until like 18 then i turned 18 years old and then i get a message on msn messenger from mo and uh do you want to explain what you were doing at the time yeah i guess so i had um what was i doing outside of that at the time i guess i, I was just working at canadian tire, canadian tire yeah I think that's all it was that yeah. and I was also I think oh I was working three jobs at the time I was working at the Canadian Tire store uh, a separate entity the Canadian Tire distribution center mm -hmm. which is a different building and business altogether and then I was doing there was something else I was doing three things at the time so my days were packed and a friend of mine came to me and he's like you're doing so much if you remember Alex, mm -hmm. you were doing so much and but you know where's it leading what's what's next after yeah. this and uh, he's like, I have a friend who started his own business and he has invited me to be in. And I don't know. I don't remember exactly the, how it went at the time, but this is a great opportunity. I could bring you in and we could go from there. See, just come one night, come this Wednesday night, mm -hmm. check it out and see if you like it. You know, yeah. there's no obligation. I said, okay, Sounds let's do that. <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah, just wear a dress shirt and long pants. And I said, what? <laughs> Long pants. right so um yeah i think you had gotten started it's basically a company called primerica yeah. um so they basically deal with um uh, you know 
finances essentially yeah. like personal finances you're talking like things like life insurance and uh investments and retirement uh, retirement and, and getting out of uh, debt yeah helping people with their mortgages and things like that uh, they still actually sell a lot of great products so yeah. basically mo had gotten started in that were you already licensed at the no. time no no no, no, no. no okay so it was uh, it would have been a little while yeah so you met alex because he worked at the warehouse right Oh yes, that's right. I, yeah. My friend Alex, he was working at the Canadian Tire Warehouse with mm -hmm. me. And that's how, that's how we met, and that's where he was like, "Hey, man, if you want to do something else, yeah. I'm working on something else." And yeah, why not? Right? Try something different. Absolutely. So, yeah. I kept my options open, <laughs> which was a very popular line that you would say. Yeah. Hey, man, do you keep your options open? Do you keep your options open? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Primerica is basically like one of those. What would you describe it as? Like a network marketing yeah, kind of company. It's well, it's not even really multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing, like it's like you make basically like pennies off of everyone else. But yeah, network marketing, it's like a, I mean, their bread and butter is doing personal finance. That's how the company actually started itself. And then there's also like a recruiting side to it where you can build your own uh, company within the company essentially. So that's what Mo had gotten started in. And then he messaged me on MSN and uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I started my own business. I'm like, whoa, that sounds really cool. I started my own business too. What are you doing, <laughs> right? So uh, he invited me to meet up with him and his uh, friend, Alex, who I had never met before. Mm. And I remember we met at a bakery that I go to pretty often. Um, and you guys were basically like, I just remember Alex drawing a bunch of stuff on a piece of paper <laughs> and it was do you remember that it was the six ways you get paid oh. and it's just like yeah you can make this money and you can do that and if you sell this you make this and you can get this bonus and that bonus yeah. and i'm like money business okay sounds good i guess um whatever um and it's funny because when you guys had met up with me i think i I was like two days away. Was it two days before my birthday or like two days it after? Been, yeah, very close. It, it was, was like close. so close. And you have to be to 18. Your 18th birthday. Yeah, you have to be 18 years old to, to join the company because, I mean, you're dealing with people's personal finance, so you have to legally be an adult. And um, yeah, so you guys kind of got lucky that I was just on the cusp yeah. that I was able to do it. I mean, I guess I was lucky too in, in you know, that sense. But yeah. Yeah, so then you guys, I basically signed the what you would call the IBA, the right. Independent Business Application. I agreed to it, paid the $100 fee or whatever it was, and uh, which was a great investment, by the way. Um, yeah, and then from there, we I came to the office, then I met Daniel, mm -hmm. and uh, from there, we both eventually got licensed. I think you got licensed before me, because yeah. like I said, it's a finance thing, so you have to you know, be provincially licensed. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a province is, it's like a state. Um, but yeah, so you have to be provincially licensed. And then uh, from there, basically we just ended up spending almost every day for like, what, two and a half, no longer probably. Yeah, like I feel like three, it was four like, years. exactly, yeah. Yeah, it was like nonstop. We were basically always together, um, always, you know, working on building up our yeah, book of business business in general whatever trying to recruit new people yeah. yeah so um and then what happened after that i don't even remember anymore There's i don't know so many things i guess i guess oh, I, I, I think i know yeah yeah so i think we started the sporting goods company mm -hmm. um and it was only supposed to be like a part-time thing and that's what the, the funniest part of the whole thing was 
um, I had this idea. I'm like, yo, let's just buy some jerseys. And then, because I think the Euro Cup in 2012 was coming up. And um, I'm like, yeah, let's just make a couple extra bucks. You know, we'll buy some jerseys wholesale. And then um, we'll just find people to sell them to, whether it's on Kijij or uh, right. eBay, uh, or we'll just go on a street corner and sell that along with ourselves, whatever it takes, right? <laughs> yes. To make a few extra bucks. We could all use the money at the end of the day. Um, so we started that and it started doing pretty well. And then eventually it kind of became like a full-time thing. And then from there, that transitioned into basically its own store. And uh, it's funny because I took this Stella out of the fridge like half an hour ago and forgot to open it. Um, but yeah, so from there it transitioned into like more or less a full-time business. I was still doing it from home. Um, Mo was kind of helping me as he could. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then eventually I got a location with three other people and it was like the dingiest fucking place ever. <laughs> it was like, it was, how would you describe it? It was totally industrial. So it was... Like there was all these other shops, machine shops, metal shops. Um, yeah, no stores, not really. Yeah, it was all. It was literally industrial. Yeah. People would go there to fix their cars or to get stuff for plumbing or construction. Or and there you were sitting there with three other guys in one shop with like five or six cars in the back yeah. of the shop, and you had the front of it mm -hmm. filled with sports jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. So from there, I kind of expanded from sports jerseys that ended up going into hockey equipment because at some point, I don't even know why I thought of it, but I'm like, damn, hockey equipment is so expensive, like ridiculously expensive. So I'm like, there's a business opportunity here. People need hockey equipment. And if we can buy, and I was looking at what the prices are, and it's like a 35% markup. So whatever you're buying a hockey stick at the store retail the retailer is probably paying 35 percent less than that so that's the exact markup so i'm like okay well there's something we can work with there right so maybe if i buy it and i can flip it for like a 20 percent margin at least somebody's saving 15 percent whatever that's a bonus for people especially when you got a lot of kids playing hockey it's very very expensive um so yeah, we ended up expanding into that and a couple other things. And then from that store, we ended up moving into an actual like retail location. And uh, I think we weren't there very long, which oh, was kind of annoying. Do you remember that? A couple months. <laughs> yeah. Three, it was, three, maybe, maybe, maybe three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We had another guy with us, Steve. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, was a good guy. He was full time with us. Yeah. 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 So I, I had, uh, I, oh, what happened? I had been through some jobs mm -hmm. at that point. I lost my job at some point. And uh, you were like, hey, man, we can do this. And mm -hmm. uh, we can definitely support you coming on full time. And I did that. And I, we, yeah, we were there from, I was there for maybe a total of like four or five months, yeah. including being at the new standalone location for, yeah, maybe two or three months. And then, and then they and came then, to us. Yeah, they came after us. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty, it was a shitty situation. We had uh, a good thing going. It was, it was work, working pretty good. We had set up, we busted our butts to set up the whole store. Yeah. Paint, just painting that place alone took like <laughs> almost, I don't know, two, three weeks or whatever. And then putting up all the fixtures and figuring out where everything's supposed to go. It was actually pretty beautiful inside. It, it was, was nice. Like it was we, nice. And what we had taken over, it was some type of, like, I think it was like an Indian clothing store, right? Mm, so the last thing that it before. was bef just before that was actually a uh, local politician. 
It was a Brampton politician. Oh. I think his name was John Sprovieri. He's a really shitty politician. <laughs> He's just a, a piece of junk. But um, we won't even get into that right now. But, but before him, that's what it was. I, it might have been. I have no idea. It was definitely a. It was definitely a clothing store because you yeah. could tell the way like the setup was. It must have been a clothing store. Yeah, but. it was kind of perfect because we had we had uh, change rooms in the back, mm -hmm. and in the front there was uh, areas for you to like. I, you know, it kind of kind of reminds me of like a tailor because you would step up on that platform yeah. and there's windows not new windows mirrors all around you which kind of reminds me of like a tailor anyway i was set up perfectly for clothing or in our case you know uh sports equipment so for sizing out the hockey sticks mm -hmm. or uh hockey pads equipment all that yeah. stuff uh yeah so it was it was really nice we spent a lot of time doing it up really nice bought all sh new shelving mm -hmm. and uh and all then all of the stock all of the equipment all yep. the stuff oh, a man. lot went into that a lot went into um, that and then the supplier was like you know what you guys yeah. <laughs> so i'll explain a little bit more detail as to what happened so the two main hockey suppliers in canada and the united states would be bauer hockey and these guys are like um, you know, like Darth Vader, basically. No, they're the best. What do you the mean? The best. The absolute <laughs> best. I mean, CCM wasn't so bad, but Bauer Hockey, these guys were bad. They're bad dudes. I don't like them after what they did to us. Yeah. Um, so basically, what we had to do was as a small retailer, we had to go through distributors. So there was three main ones in Canada at one point. One of them had closed down before we had moved into there. Uh, which was whatever, I guess. So there was two uh, left over, one in Quebec and one in London, Ontario. And uh, all of a sudden, I get an email from, I think it was the one in Quebec first, that was like, Bauer just called us and they asked us to close your account. No yeah. reason why, it just... That's just what they said, so they had no choice but to do it. And then all of a sudden, I think I was on the way there. I was driving in. I'm like, what the? What is this? What's going on here? <laughs> um, I had an idea of what was going on. It was because we were undercutting, obviously. But, yeah. I mean, it's business, right? Nobody else, nobody gave us any of, like, the set guidelines as to what to do, what not to do, right? There's you no know? contract saying you got to yeah. sell this at this price. And, yeah. you know, you can't go below this or we anything didn't, like that. There was no contract. Like, it just, right. it was just ridiculous. But, yeah, so that happened. And then moments later, I think either just before I got to the store or... Uh, maybe just before, I don't even remember anymore, but the other distributor sends me an email and basically said the same thing. And I'm calling around and uh, they're like, honestly, we don't know. We, don't, we have no idea what happened, but whatever is what it is. So at that point, we're like, well, there goes Bauer. And then, uh, yeah, we were basically, they were supposed to come and see us. And do you remember they were just giving us the runaround? Like he wouldn't answer his phone, like the, the yeah. regional representative or whatever. That guy was just a dick. But um, yeah, it is <laughs> it is what it is. I don't remember what his, uh, what's his name? Benoit. And his name was Benoit. That's right. I'm like a name like Benoit. Like you know that guy's a jerk, man. Like he's he's just I don't know. He just he kept ignoring me. He wouldn't give me straight answers. He never showed up at the store. That's when what the he problem was. was. He he never like he would say a lot on the mm -hmm. phone. He would yeah I'll come by. We'll figure yeah. this out. I'll help yeah, exactly. you guys. No, and then yeah. we never hear from him. He would never just see he him, would yeah. can't he wouldn't he would the thing when he was doing that was pissing me off the most was that he wouldn't even call in advance to say hey I can't make it today. He would just not show up. And then, like, two or three days later, you'd hear back from him. So we're all sitting there like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah. Like, we can't even get the product that people 
need right now to keep us in business. And then I just made the decision. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I don't want to deal with this. This corporate bureaucratic BS is just, yeah. it's, it was just too much. So I'm like, I know we put a lot of time and effort into this place, but let's just get the hell out of here and, yeah. and figure out what to do after this. We'll figure something out. So I was, uh, I was sitting there and hearing it and I was like, well, I've got a wedding coming up in six months. Yep. <laughs> something, yeah, man, they gave us the, uh, they gave us the absolute <laughs> shaft. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then after that, um, I just, I was kind of weighing my options and saying like, you know, I could have done, there was other lines of business that I probably could have survived on. Um, but I'm just like, screw it. It's not worth my time. Um, but yeah, and then after that, there wasn't much going on. I had already so started what you YouTube. were doing. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was just about to say. What you were doing at mm -hmm. the store is that with all the hockey equipment and everything, you had the good idea to make YouTube videos yeah. about the equipment, right. about the fitting and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I believe... You continued on with that, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah, I'm actually new. We have like the switcher thing and I'm new to this and I just, I'm not used to switching the camera. So sometimes <laughs> if I forget and Mo's talking, I gotta get used to that. But yeah, at the time, um, basically, so you guys probably know, I have my main channel on YouTube is Exploring with Angelo. Uh, subtle plug there. Uh, Just crossed over 100,000 subscribers, <laughs> by the way. It's clap, actually clap, 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 clap. it's actually 107,000 now. But yeah, <laughs> we even have the, the new plaque is like right there. Um, but yeah, so at the time, it wasn't exploring with Angela. I had two channels. So I had Ange Mona TV, um, which I had already started doing all the, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was making like documentaries, vlogs. That was my first time on YouTube. Right. That was, you had me on to do. Right. It was like a five part mm -hmm. series on conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like Kurt it Cobain's was, death. Yeah. It was, uh, it was celebrities who faked their own. Oh, deaths. yeah. That's what yeah. it was. And they were really good. I thought they were pretty well done. They were, they were funny, Certainly it was fun. quirky. It yeah. was just such a fun discussion. Are they still like, on your channel? They are, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you guys got to go find on the Ange Bowl TV <laughs> channel. You got to go find the first oh uh, first showing of Mo, Mo Shio. Yeah, the, funny, <laughs> the funniest part about it is that um, at the time, conspiracy theories were just too much for YouTube. So mm -hmm. they were starting to demonetize a lot of conspiracy theories. A lot of people blame Shane Dawson because at the time, Shane, do you remember? We were watching his videos in the store and they were so good. Oh, like these, yeah. Yeah, like mind-blowing conspiracy theories on... And it was like so simple, too. It was like Chuck E. Cheese on how they were recycling pizzas, which obviously <laughs> is probably not true. Um, but it was an interesting conspiracy theory. So I was always into conspiracy theories, probably ever since you met me. You might remember that. And um, yeah, I'm just like, oh, this is such like a quirky idea. Celebrities who fake their own deaths, right? And I think we had uh, Kurt Cobain was one, uh, Elvis Presley, which is probably the most plausible one, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, who are the other ones? Biggie? Uh, was no. it Biggie? No, it was Tupac. No, Tupac. 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 Um, and then uh, Marilyn Monroe. I, think I feel like it one. was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I think it, I think so too. I have to go dig up your old videos now and yeah, see it now. Yeah. 
So those were funny. We had no idea yeah. what the hell we were doing, but it was fun. We put yeah. something together and it worked. Um, but yeah, I was doing like other documentary stuff. But yeah, the main channel, Exploring with Angelo, was uh, known as the Sporting Goods Company. If you guys look at the actual URL of the channel, the I don't I don't know if the original one shows up. It might just be youtube.com slash uh, Exploring with Angelo. I have no idea. But um, for a long time, I remember people would be like, why is it they sports zero zero or whatever, <laughs> right? And I'm like, because this channel originally was for my company the company didn't exist anymore so i'm like well it's already over a thousand subs it's monetized so and i wanted a, a kind of a way to because at that time i had just gotten into exploring the abandoned places um and then you know starting to do ghost hunting and stuff like that um which mo actually came on one of my very first yeah, ghost hunts kirby um, road kirby road you i remember, remember that? that kirby were... road that night you said we were gonna go out mm -hmm. Uh, up in you know the it's not really woods but it's not what was it it was kind of off it's a road the, yeah it it's is a, just a, it's a road but road. it's 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 kind of um kind of like f in the farmland area because mm -hmm. it's not you know there was very few lights There's and all that nothing there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll go together in your car we're driving up there and uh, i'm just like cool cool yeah it's getting pretty creepy and you're like okay i'm going out i said what <laughs> <laughs> i remember that the look on your face you were literally like shitting your pants you're like what, what do you mean i'm like i'm <laughs> gonna walk up the road so basically what it was is was uh, there was a girl who had passed away there years before i think she had gotten into a car accident or something and she passed away and there was like this memorial kind of like tombstone thing and that's what we were looking for. That's what I was looking for anyways. Yeah. And I had found the tombstone, like I could see it clearly on Google Maps. Like if you go into like the first person thing and you're just like following up the road, you can see it in Google Maps. So I had it marked the exact point on Google Maps. And we passed it somehow like three times. And I'm like, where is this thing? And couldn't find it hence the reason why i wanted to get out of the car and uh obviously walk up the road in the middle of the night and uh i didn't even have good camera equipment that at that time i didn't have good lighting it was hard to see i didn't even have a flashlight on me was not prepared for this at all and it was just gone the whole memorial thing was just gone and apparently some there was a car who had stopped on the side of the road and they were like hey are you a youtuber i'm like yeah yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, what's your channel? I tell them the channel. I think I might have had like 230 subscribers. And this was yeah, on Ange Bona TV at the time. And they're like, oh, wow, you got a lot of subscribers. I'm like, <laughs> I do? I didn't know that was a lot of subscribers, but okay, whatever. And uh, yeah, then they ended up telling me that apparently the memorial was gone because some jerk decided he was going to kick it over and disrespect it. Aww. But yeah, it was pretty uh, shitty. But yeah, I mean, that was Kirby Road. And I was sitting in the car watching you walk away, <laughs> watching your. I think you had the light on your camera. Walk, yeah. And I was like, walk, he's getting farther. He's yeah. getting farther. Oh, no, I am alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember. And then you started. I recorded myself you started with recording my yourself yeah. yeah and then you sent me all the clips after i'm like i had no idea any of this had even happened that he was like actually that scared and right? then don't, didn't i hear some sound I and i was like i don't know maybe what is this yeah, you know i don't yeah. i don't know and then i remember the 
the car started blowing cold air out of nowhere. Oh, Remember? Cause yeah. it was like, it was kind of like winter time. And that was the, yeah, yeah. That was the Subaru. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we, well, I found out later on that the Subaru <laughs> was actually broken, had a head gasket problem. Hence three. I did why. think it was a ghost. I thought it was like, okay, I mean, dude, it's it getting cold. Logical. The engine was running yeah. the entire time. Why is this blowing cold? Out yeah. Here? And this guy just disappeared. I don't see his light anymore. <laughs> It's dark out here. Oh Why am I here right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the only reason we thought that was because there was a lot of people who would claim to have car trouble. Their radios would start playing on their own or turn on, off, whatever. The radio station would randomly change on their own. And I think that was the reason why we kind of thought that that was a logical reason as to why we were getting the cold air. But obviously, uh, we know now that it wasn't um yeah. but yeah then after that um i basically started doing all the abandoned and so it really started out as just strictly abandoned i didn't really do haunted stuff i think it was because i just i didn't have anybody who would do it with me uh there was a period of time when uh there was one guy oh man i think his name was jesse I think he went by exploring with blocks or something like that. I think because his last name was Bloxum. So he went by exploring with blocks and he came out a few times and then um, he's like, yeah, we should go out like every weekend, go to more abandoned places, find more haunted places, make more videos, um, stuff like that. And it was fun. It was a good, it was a cool experience. We went to Century Manor, uh, which was the, it's the haunted asylum in Hamilton. Super sketchy scary place um Ooh. yeah we did the ouija board there and just had a crazy experience and then for a while this dude just disappeared so oh. i didn't have anybody really who would come along to explore with me or go to any of these haunted places i'm sorry i just <laughs> too scared too scared <laughs> not too in this ghost stuff uh, i don't think you'll see me in another one of the exploring <laughs> videos unless it's during the day oh my god but yeah so that guy kind of disappeared um so i just kind of started doing abandoned places with like whoever would come at the time right and uh then what happened so i kept doing it i started kind of expanding on the haunted places but it was mainly abandoned and i was doing it a lot with my friend james at the time because he just that's what he liked to do um love james funny guy drinks way too much when he's exploring mm. and it's like but this dude it's like you know those people when they start drinking they just all sense of fear just completely leaves their body oh like a bull right like this dude i remember one time he's like probably shouldn't even say this but it's a really funny story so i remember this one time You're we went on getting this... these kinds of stories on the brave <laughs> podcast <laughs> feeling kind of brave you know that stella's uh starting to hit um but yeah so i remember we went to oh, i don't even remember where it was i probably shouldn't say where it was but he's like yeah there's this abandoned church we were just starting out our road trip we were heading out to quebec city and um we stopped about two hours west of ottawa i think and he's like, yeah, I got this abandoned church. Let's go check it out. And um, we get to this church. We're like, oh, it doesn't look that abandoned. And I'm pretty sure all the lights were on, mm -mm. like on the exterior part of the building. And uh, he's like, no, no, it's it's abandoned for sure. It's abandoned. So we're like walking around, but all the windows were covered. So we couldn't see inside. So we get around to the back of the building. And uh, obviously at that point, we had not found any main level door or window. He was already like, I don't know, three, four PBRs deep, perhaps blue ribbon. It's 
a brand of beer. beer. Yeah, okay. in case you didn't know. Um, but yeah, so he's probably about three, four PBRs deep, and he's like, ah, I bet you one of those windows are up there are probably open on the on the roof, right? Oh, this nice. guy climbs. I think it was like the gas meter or something. Literally climbed up onto the roof. And he's like checking all the windows, nothing. And then he has to climb up onto another roof. Wow. He's checking all those windows. And I'm like scared of heights. I never would have done that. Like, screw that. But he finally finds one. And uh, and then I think at that point, I don't remember if he ended up coming down to like open a door. But I think we might have ended up climbing up to join him. And we get in there. There's like shoes like in the hallway like neatly oh, tucked no. away. Uh, everything is spotless. Like there's not a speck of dust or dirt mm -hmm. or anything like that uh there's like clothes like neatly hung up um it just everything seemed a little not so abandoned at that point the lights were obviously all on we get into this one room there's like two pianos and there's a bunch of like tables and chairs that are all set up and i'm like bro this is not abandoned we're not supposed to be in here oh, right now. No. <laughs> so we're like running down the hall. We're like, let's get the hell out of here. He's like, screw it. Let's just go through the front door. So we ended up just leaving out the front door. We're like, hopefully come, somebody comes back to close it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that was an interesting experience. So yeah, I used to do a lot of exploring with James at first. Um, and then eventually I met some other people and we started doing some more haunted stuff, which is what I was really more interested in than just doing the abandoned. Like abandoned is fun. There's a lot of history and... Uh, cool stuff to look at, but it gets kind of dry at, at some points, right? Sure. It's like, oh, here's another random chair in a room. Yep. Oh, here's another room. This one's got one bed, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, the stories are great, but there's no... To me, there's no like substance. So I like really wanted to do more of the haunted stuff. And then that's when I started meeting a lot more people that were actually interested in doing that. And, yeah. um, and then it just kind of kept growing and growing. And I think the fir very first time um, that my channel kind of experienced a very big positive uptick was uh, after Japan. Uh, after yes. I did the, the forest, right? Yeah. You can probably remember that. So um, yeah, we did a crazy trip to japan which was incredible and crazy all at the exact same time because that was we left i think it was two days before we i remember went into, the day do you remember it? i remember the day what okay day was so it? we were planning to go on this trip for months and months and months because one of our best friends years we had planned yeah, it over two to three <clears throat> years so our friend was getting married out in Japan. He was mm -hmm. married, uh, marrying a Japanese girl. And uh, that's Andrew and Rika. Thank you guys very much for inviting us mm -hmm. out to your wedding a few Absolutely. years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we knew it was in the plans for months. We had booked Airbnbs and all that stuff. And this was around, I don't know, something like the summer of 2020. No, 2019. 2019-ish. No, yeah. When we were planning it. We were mean, planning right? it. Yeah. And then we were coming up to the wedding was March 20th, mm -hmm. 2020. And we were getting on the plane March 17th was from Canada. No, it might have been earlier. 16th. I feel like it was earlier. It was either the 16th or 17th. Mm -hmm. And it was the 17th. And we were sitting in the... Okay, so what had happened in what? I guess it started in January or February now. Yeah. February, they started talking about this thing called... 
coronavirus for the first <laughs> and that's time. what they were referring it to uh, yes. it, at first it wasn't even covid19 that no. kind of came afterwards yes. they just kept talking about this coronavirus and they were showing these videos which had turned out a lot of them were fake um they were coming out of china of do you remember seeing those videos of they were like cctv footage and people were literally standing in like on the sidewalk just randomly would fall over collapse oh man as it turned out a lot of those were faked which was obvious because that didn't happen here yeah we didn't see anybody and it was already here right we found that out later so yeah we're basically getting ready to go to japan and it kind of it worked out better for me so what would happen at the time so i was working for uh, mo and i was living in ottawa Mo. Mo Sarji. That's right. And um, obviously not you, but <laughs> <laughs> no offense. But um, so basically, um, I was working for Mo in Ottawa, and all this was kind of like building up. And I remember Andrew messaging us and being like, listen, guys, because a lot of people had started canceling on That's the right. wedding like a week, two weeks before. So this would have been a group of like 20 20- ish people yeah, i think we something like that 20 ish like people that, yeah. leaving canada to go to japan mm-hmm. for andrew's wedding mm-hmm. and this was okay so the flight date march 17th and week two weeks before that people are messaging him canceling saying mm-hmm. you know what it's just too i don't know what they were saying too dangerous maybe yeah. it's too risky who knows i mean right? no, nobody had any clue what the hell was even going on no. right we just knew people were getting really sick and yeah. um so we're kind of like whatever but i just remember andrew yeah exactly like that he was like hey if i I understand if you guys can't make it that's fine i remember specifically telling him i'm like bro unless there's like a nuclear war and i'm dead i will be at your wedding don't worry about it i don't i don't care right so nothing was gonna stop us from going to this wedding yeah so we're sitting in the airport march Mm -hmm. 17th my parents are like are you sure is this worth it and i said Pokemon came from Japan. (laughs) (laughs) We're going. No. Yes. So Japan is a, you know, depending on on what you grew up with, Japan is kind of where everything really good came from. Mm -hmm. You know, all anime, a lot of a lot of video game stuff. So I've always had some type of love for Japan. Now the opportunity comes up that. We're going to go, and we're going to go for one of our best friend's wedding. Exactly. We had a reason, right? Yeah, a very good reason. And, uh, you know, they weren't totally sure what's going on with this COVID thing, sorry, coronavirus thing at the time. And we said, you know what? Once in a lifetime opportunity, all of our, so many of our friends are going. This is going to be the perfect trip. We just have to do it. Yeah. And we decided to do it. March 17th, we're getting to the airport. We're sitting there. We're okay. So then I remember, I think, uh, I think Moose was the last one to get there. And we're all sitting there, kind of like in the whatever the word is, like the restaurant area. Yeah. And Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau, for those who don't know, the Prime Minister of Canada, the leader of Canada, comes on the TV and says, We are closing international borders to Canada. Yeah. You are not able to enter Canada after. I think March 20th yeah. or something and like I that. And I think we were kind of confused because we were like, so when we come home, how does this work? Like, how are we, we going to get home? Are we going to be able to get back into right? Canada? And then I, I thought about it and I'm like, they can't close re-entry to Canadians. To if Canadian you are a Canadian citizen, citizen right. they cannot 
it would be considered very unconstitutional. I mean, we don't have a constitutional, but it would be against our charter of rights and freedoms in Canada to not let us back in. So I'm like, I'm not that concerned. And if we get like, what better place to get stuck (laughs) than Japan, Japan, right? (laughs) So um, for me, I remember it was, it was kind of a, a cluster fuck because I was living in Ottawa at the time and um, had everything booked. And what had happened, this this was the craziest part. So one, I think it was about a week to two weeks before, I had just settled in. I had found a place, work, started working for Mo, and I was living in this lady's house. And I was renting a room. I think it was like 750 bucks a month. It was great. Worked out pretty well. Whatever. Um, had my computer in there, bed, obviously, and just basic, like my basic essentials. Bare basic essentials, right? Um, so I had just moved in, and the lady knew that I was going to Japan. And she said, so before leaving, if you remember, I think they were already mentioning that when you come back, you have to do a quarantine, a quarantine or whatever. Quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. So 14 you have to days. Do, yeah, yeah. 14 days to stop the spread or whatever. <laughs> um, whatever they wanted to say. But um, so I remember telling her, I'm like, yeah, we're going to Japan. We're going for my friend's wedding, whatever, whatever. She got really scared at that point, like as this thing was starting to build up. And she goes, if you go there and you come back, I don't want you here for a month in my house. Wow. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, I totally get it. I understand yeah. you're afraid and whatever. You don't want to get sick. That's fine. Um, but I said, you can't expect me. First of all, when I come back, I have to do a two-week quarantine. Second of all, you can't expect me to like, you know, pay a full month's rent for essentially nothing when I've already done two weeks quarantine when the government and the health people are already telling me that two weeks is enough. Now you're going to suddenly spin it around and make it a month, maybe a month and a half. I don't know. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm probably going to leave. I'm probably going to move out, not come back. And, uh, she actually was nice about it. She agreed. She's like, okay, no problem. Um, don't worry about it. I'll refund half your month back or whatever. Cause I had only really stayed there for like a couple of weeks. She's actually really nice about it. So, which I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I think her name was Shirley or something like that. That's but, very lucky. You don't yeah. find that in a lot of no, landlords. No, no, she was, uh, she was a really nice lady, but, um, yeah. So there was that. So just as fast as I had moved in, I was packing my things and, uh, loaded up the car the uh the sti at the time the yeah. broken ass car which was i think still broken at the time um but i didn't know that well i had fixed one problem then there was another problem it was just whatever that car said it was a lemon yeah it was uh it was a bad lemon um but yeah so i remember <laughs> loading up the car driving all the way back home and then i checked the flight schedule canceled not both flights so it was funny because i had to drive from ottawa to Toronto and then go to the Toronto airport, fly from Toronto back out east, which is past Ottawa. And then from there, I think from Montreal was a connect was my connecting flight into Tokyo. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well that sucks. Now what do I do? Then I checked the prices for the direct flights, the ones that you guys were so on. So I had booked, <laughs> yeah, I had booked with, I think it was Air Canada. It was Air Canada, yeah. I booked direct flights. A friend of ours actually got, a friend of mine worked with Air Canada, so he had deals. So he gave us a bunch of uh, discounts and we booked direct flights from here to 
Japan, and there was still space on our flight. I wonder why. Maybe because people were canceling. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, at the very last second, I think it was like a day before, I managed to book. Yes, that's um, right. On the exact same flight. And, um, yeah, then it worked out because the flight was actually cheaper yeah yours was cheaper than yeah, ours i was worked, very upset about which that. made no, i mean it kind of made sense because <laughs> yeah. everybody was canceling at the very last second right so there was that and then uh, we ended up going and then i think it was a day to two days later i remember our family from here calling us and being like uh oh we're in lockdown and i'm like what the heck is a lockdown? What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, right? We're, we're locking down. I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? I'm, I'm like, are you still going to work? Are you just staying home? Are you doing... They're like, no. Uh, they're keeping all the grocery stores open and all the essential stuff open. Um, they're just closing, like, certain things and forcing those people to stay home. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Sounds interesting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in Japan, let me tell you, nothing was closed. The only thing that was closed, I think, were the museums. Exactly. Just the, yeah. like, public, yeah, things like museums and things yeah. like you, you wouldn't find, like, a um, amusement park open, yeah. that kind of thing. Those That stuff was closed. But virtually everything else that we wanted to do was there available yeah. and open. I don't, I don't, I mean, apart from, like, a couple of the museums that I would have been interested in doing, I don't really think that we missed out on much of anything. Cause I mean, all the restaurants were open, everything, everything. All, nearly everything. There was nothing that I felt that we missed out on yeah. because, uh, COVID mm -hmm. nothing. I don't think anything actually, it was kind of better yeah. in a way because there was, was a busy. lot less tourism. Oh, there was man. a lot less people. Yeah. Like we were going to, I don't know if we were in Kyoto or Osaka or something, and we were in climbing that mountain. Do you remember the temple, with the, the Tori gates, with the, the Tori gates, yeah. the orange gates, and that. people are saying there would usually be thousands more people here mm -hmm. on this mountain. And uh, we yeah we got very lucky. We got to see a lot of really great sights, uh, a lot of beautiful beautiful scenery. And I was you know what it was the absolute trip of a lifetime. And yeah. that couldn't have been more perfect unless my wife came. I really, really liked that, but yeah. yeah, she was she had to work unfortunately. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I was it was an incredible trip. I was, was really amazing. really I felt very very lucky, very blessed. Dude, to even like the that. actual the actual wedding itself was amazing because it was very traditional for the most part. Like yeah. the way they they were both dressed up in the kimono and the traditional garb. We got to go into. Uh, the temple, the actual like temple, which yeah. most of the time tourists are not allowed into unless it's a special event or occasion or whatever. And we were very fortunate. We're like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> right. And I know Mo loved all the, the Pokemon stories. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we, you know, we were planning in the months prior and, and, and I was like, okay, I, so they're in Japan, the stores opened by the Pokemon company are called Pokemon centers. Cause that's a, that's a location in the Pokemon games. So I wanted to see the Pokemon centers mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody realized that I wanted to see every single Pokemon center, but we had gone to <laughs> Did in you do the, all of them. No, no. So it was about, we were there for two weeks, yeah. two weeks plus two days or something like that. And in that travel time, I think we had hit five different Pokemon center stores, oh which were God. one per city yeah. there. And I think, I think we did three probably in 
in Tokyo, Tokyo alone. Yeah, right. Tokyo's that was huge. all the ones in Tokyo. No, no, no. There were some that that we didn't do. Mm-hmm. I guess at the third one, it was kind of like these are all the same for the most part. Like yeah. there was uh, there was kind of exclusive. You could get exclusive stuffed uh, Pikachu's with different designs and stuff depending on the store you're in. But for the most part. Everything was virtually the same. But mm-hmm. So by the fourth or fifth one, I think it was, yeah, you know, this is cool. I don't think we need to do any more yeah. of them. But yeah, we, we did at least three or four. Or five Takes a toll on your credit card at the end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely worth it. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to remember, like, what other crazy things we did. So, um, yeah. So it's funny, though, because when everybody here was still in, was already in this lockdown thing. And uh, I just remember we were constantly looking on Twitter. Right. Uh, at like the Canada, I don't remember what it was, travel advisory, Twitter, whatever oh, it was. C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-C-R-
Uh, I think it like would have been the 30th yeah, or the 31st. 31st. And we found out at the last second that our, well, it wasn't even really the last. It was like a week before because I think we were still right. in Kyoto. Because I remember you sitting on the phone for like, what was it? Two and a half hours. You know hours. what? It was that. It, I remember it was at our first Airbnb because I don't think so. I think it, it was the okay. Second. So it was because okay. So the wedding was March twentieth, so okay. the night of March twentieth, and we were getting messages either that day or mm-hmm. the day before, or or maybe the day after, because I had to wake up two guys in the upstairs room who yeah. were sleeping because I got the message that all of our flights had been canceled because I booked every, almost everybody's flight. Yeah, I'm like, dudes, wake <laughs> up. Okay, because everyone was. Who was drinking at the wedding? Mm-hmm. Everybody was drunk. We had to leave the Airbnb by like 11 a.m., but it was like 8 a.m. or something. And I'm waking everybody up saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, our flights were just canceled. I don't know how we're gonna get out of." I mean, as if because you know, <laughs> it was scary. It was like, "Oh God, what are we gonna do? Are we stuck in Japan?" In that moment, it was okay, kind of a little panic going on. But if you were looking around, the things we were doing in Japan, the people around us. People weren't worried. Yeah. Everything was there. They didn't look terrified, right? And then, yeah, I just remember coming home. It was like, it was just weird. Like coming through the airport was just very strange. It was just, um, like you said, very dystopic, right? It was just like, we came off the plane. Oh, Vancouver, was it? It was Vancouver. We came off the plane, and I've never seen this before. It was the weirdest thing. It was all of the uh, border security. CBSA. I think. The CBSA. And do you remember they were all standing in a they row? Sta- yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're coming down the... We're walking down the... I don't know what the word is. The, the, the gate or the, the alley. The tunnel The, the tunnel yeah. coming out off the plane, and yeah. they're like... They're kind of four or five of them standing there kind of like all staring at all these people walking in off the plane being like are you guys okay are you feeling does anybody have <laughs> a fever yeah. staring at us yeah. not not like stopping us not in like a, a row we're not like we're not like lining we're, up we're, we're just we're just walking with our bags <laughs> rolling with us just like yeah we're good we just walked right by them yeah like, there was no i mean it was new to everybody yeah, so it was, there was it no was, it was like but coming back from japan to canada at that time night and day Huge completely different like like i said it was less busy but when we went to shibuya crossing you didn't notice the difference (laughs) right um it was hectic and crazy and restaurants were packed bars were packed um everything everybody for the most part they were being a little more cautious people wore masks they walked voluntarily of course they were it wasn't a mandatory thing like it was here uh people washed their hands they were you know trying to keep up with sanitary conditions stuff like that but it was completely different not even close to what everybody experienced here and i'm gonna say we were pretty fortunate to be there at least that we got those two weeks or whatever it was yeah um but yeah what what else did we experience there i mean we saw a lot of stuff we tried a lot of different food oh man oh man okay so there are two videos on my youtube channel i just want to plug that right (laughs) two japan videos on my youtube channel moshio um the coolest thing okay so i had never been a person who had eaten a lot of fish before or like Mm -hmm. any really before um but of course you're in japan you have to you're gonna have sushi have to we did it i did it so we (laughs) went to that the very first one i think it was the the first probably the stand-up 
Exactly. Is so that what the, it, was? it was the day after we had landed, mm-hmm. I think. Because okay, so the first night we got there off the airplane, it was probably because a bunch 10 of people got there before we did. A few so, people started our Airbnb before us, right? Yeah. And then we're like, okay, do you guys know all the good places? Because um, I think there was one guy. He went. This is crazy. He uh, he was part oh, of our group of friends. Yeah. He went there. I think almost a month before everybody else got there, and he was basically working to live. You're right. He was working for this family, like somewhere kind of like in some random village close to the mountains or whatever. On a farm. On a farm, yeah. and he was helping their family uh, run their. Uh, I don't know, farm business, I guess. And they were giving him room and board for free. And uh, then I think Dano got there after. After him. Yeah. Yeah, Or maybe. Yeah. Dano had got there and he was just doing the tourist thing. He just, he just, yeah, he was just seeing as much as he possibly could at the end of the day, smart guy. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So he got there. And then when we landed, like you said, the day after, we're like, yo, you know any good food places? Like, I know all the good spots now. I've been here for like two weeks. Right. You guys are like 10 or 11 p.m. or something. We were (laughs) like, we just dropped our bags. The, the at curry the Airbnb, place? exactly. We right. went to the curry yeah. place. I don't remember the name oh, of it. Was it was so good. It was actually. I don't good. remember the names of anything <laughs> that we ate over there, but it was all like I don't. I think there was only one experience where we actually had a bad meal. I think that was the only time. Remember the Italian place? Oh yeah, oh, that was that not. Was, nice. I felt so bad about that. It was such a small place, and the yeah. guy was alone. He did everything. He was so nice and nice guy. I just felt so bad. We were all in a hurry. Okay, so what happened was, we were all looking for a place to eat. We found this Italian place. We're like, whatever, let's do it. Everybody yeah. likes Italian, and uh, we go in, and there's this one. Uh, I wouldn't really call him elderly, but he was older. He wasn't right. like middle age. He was definitely older. And it was like on the second floor, the small little tiny hole in the wall, as most of these tiny Japanese restaurants are. And he was, so we all ordered and uh, we ordered like somebody, some, some of us ordered pasta, some people pizzas, whatever. And <laughs> we were all in a hurry. I don't remember. Oh, it was the, it would have been the bachelor the ba- party, Andrew's the bachelor night party. of the bachelor yeah. party. So That's we were right. all in a hurry and this guy is taking forever. Like, but we were a lot of, we were like eight people or something like that maybe right. six i don't remember something, something like that. that um this guy took literally an hour maybe longer to make every single dish and he finally did it and i'm not even kidding the pizzas were literally like it like was that tiny. small <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh my god but yeah that was i think i'd have to say that was probably the only food that was not nothing right it was not good no, so I the yeah so our first we're strike it was it was our first the first mm-hmm. day and the first experience doing sushi dan was like i know the place it's close by we're gonna go and it was a standing sushi bar i have a video on my youtube channel of that standing sushi bar where so i had the first piece of salmon <laughs> i've ever finished in my life and it was incredible that oh yeah it was the salmon with the they put the, the braise, cheese, they put the mayonnaise right? and they the like mayonnaise on they, it what, and what they call braise it? it it's called the salamander that's what the actual oh. flame is called it's like I don't know, as if you would buy remember the propane tanks we used to use on our cars back oh, in the day it was it's kind of like something like that oh man that place was good i have a video too I have check it, it on, on and explore with Angela. We can check it out right you. now if we want to get a glimpse at it. Oh, put it up, put it up, put it up. Hey, oh, you wait, had it hang ready? On. I got it ready. I just got to figure Change out how to switch scene. the scenes. There oh, go. there we go. Here we go. There we go, guys. Okay, so we're uh, we're learning here how to do this. Ooh, look at that. So that's the standing sushi place. Ooh. 
got some music here. I promise I won't copyright my own podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. So this was, uh, I think this was the first day. Yeah, the first day after landing. Alright guys, welcome yeah. back to a brand new video. This is the so airport. We're the yeah. Airport. We're heading to Tokyo for... Oh! <laughs> Look who it is! My original flight got cancelled, and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to rebook, and this time I'm actually not flying alone. Originally I was supposed to fly alone, but I'm with a couple friends. We got Mo, we got Shad, I think you can Ooh. see him. <laughs> Ride a lot of the sports. Ride a lot of the sports. Yeah, we're just gonna order some food, hang out for a few hours, and then we got a what, like a 13 and a half hour flight? Right. Something like that. Alright, this is legit like the quietest I've ever seen in the airport. Yeah, dude, it's. Well, guys, oh my god, I was wearing gloves. Really I was wearing gloves. Yeah. So, went and grabbed some. We've got a, another person sitting at our table. I don't know who this person is, though. I'm not 100% sure. State your name. For it's the like, record, I don't get sir. it. Are you saying a joke? <laughs> it was, I think it was pretty okay. early. Though. No? I don't even remember what time we left. Everything's a blur. It's all a blur. But. Did I have sure this is our plane, but we should be boarding in like 10 to 15 minutes. I think it's this. This is the curry plate. Curry house. Oh, okay. Well, there's Come the name. The way to Tokyo, curry Indian house. Food. Never would have guessed. This is a cool setup, though. Mm -hmm. I like this. Just like this whole like long table thing that we got going on here. It's pretty oh, cool. We'll first mask in the video. Oh, oh there you go. Around my neck. Chicken color with that was good. Do you remember that? Oh, this is like a throwback. Damn. Oh man, I had to train for weeks how to use chopsticks. Oh man. And I was still not good. Yeah, I'm not very good either. So. Don't know. That's like their main sauce. That's like a secret sauce. Secret sauce. Oh, everybody likes secret sauce. But like, yeah, and then we went to the Airbnb. So you're and, only you know, we were on okay. So that machine know. you saw right there, right in front of me, that was a washer oh, and yeah, dryer. Washer and dryer in one. You yeah. put your clothes in, it gets washed, and then it gets dried. <laughs> it did not dry very well though. No, they they were essentially useless unless yeah. you had only one shirt and one pants that were relatively thin i would probably say at the end of your washing your stuff probably was not dry that's ever. right no ever. I, yeah it, you're used to like we are used to here in north america very large washers and dryers that do a very good job of drying everything we did not have that in japan not at all nope um <laughs> yeah i think that's the one thing that we're fortunate of uh you know whatever yep. um yeah anything else about japan that you remember that was like like just stood out i i remember like everybody okay so the th one i think the one thing that i loved about japan the most was the people mm -hmm. so everybody is so kind helpful generous i don't know i just mm -hmm. feel like and this is the way society should be oh yeah of course it was just like <laughs> it's just common there that everybody just is super respectful yes and very animated oh yes oh. all japanese especially japanese women are extremely animated <laughs> exactly yeah. right like they're just they're, the way they express themselves oh <laughs> yeah, do you remember right. okay i don't know if you remember this but um, so our friend Andrew, the one that we went to the wedding for, he, I think before this, he had lived there with his... Yeah, he was there, I think, a year-ish or less, 
before oh. before that so like not the year leading up to the trip mm-hmm. it was maybe a year before the, that year yeah but i remember when he came home he was talking about how everyone in japan does that oh type of thing <laughs> with the, like the diaphragm right and he's like even i started doing it <laughs> after living there only for a few months i started like doing the exact same thing that they do and then out of the conversation i started noticing that he was actually doing it and it was hilarious <laughs> because i was noticing it yeah but yeah japan is uh sick definitely got to go back oh man the cars in japan oh dude, dude. okay oh, so i think it was the God. first day i think it was the first <laughs> the first okay so the first okay so we had we had arrived on i'm pretty sure it was the 18th 17th or 18th of march wedding was on the 20th so we just had a couple days to kill in tokyo mm-hmm. to you know a get over the jet lag which actually i did not get jet lag really no so it was very nice we we're just walking around seeing everything that we wanted mm-hmm. to see including the cars and oh, oh man. man if you're into cars Dude. if you grew up with us with the fast and furious generation oh my god with it, the it was initial like... d generation bro <sighs> It was like straight out of like Tokyo Drift or something. That was the thing. It was like every, oh, it was just amazing. My like, absolute the, dream car. We saw it RX7. multiple times. RX7. We saw it on the first day, the Mazda every RX-7. Day. Every the, day. Yeah. You would see one literally every day. <laughs> this is here, the thing, man. Here, it's like some people do own them. We have one friend who's got, what does Crass have? Like an 86? FC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like something like that. Or something, 1986 yeah. or 87, yeah. something like that. And right. the thing is a beast. But you rarely see them here. Oh, incredibly it's, rare. Yeah. Same thing with Skylines. Like R33, yes. R34s are very, very rare here. Here they're, now, they're only starting to get imported here now mm-hmm. skyline specifically but uh yeah over there everything every they know what they have over there oh yeah they know they oh. know they've got the cars over there it's Dude, really cool do you remember we went to the rotary shop that was the last day that was the very last yeah, day I remember. our friend uh shad who is way more into cars than we are like actually obsessed with them that's right unhealthily um <laughs> healthily and unhealthily at the same time but he was like Yo, we got to go to the famous rotary shop. <laughs> and rotaries are the type of engine that they would put in Mazdas back in the day, which the was made the RX-7 right. super famous. Yeah. And uh, we're like, yeah, we're game. Oh, and yeah. our friend's new wife at the time, her parents uh, decided they wanted to take us out that day. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. We got the van. And I remember, do you remember it snowed that morning? It did snow. Right? In like... We the, had gotten to one of the stores. We had gotten to one of the car stores. I think yeah. that day, everything was about cars. Yeah. Everything was about everything. So we stopped at like at least three or four places. Yeah, Rika's dad was driving us in yeah. his van and we get got to one of the stores and it started snowing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> and he starts putting on chains <laughs> on the tires in the parking lot. <laughs> to get us through the snow. I remember that. Oh my god! It was April, but it was amazing though. Like that, we went to the rotary, the rotary yeah. shop, and oh, they had it. the all the RX seven, that yellow one that they had in there. Oof. Oh my god! It was uh, amazing. Plugging myself again, but if you check on Moshi <laughs> on Instagram, there may or may not be pictures of Pan Speed, which is the name of the store. Oh, that's what it was. Oh yeah. man, I'm glad somebody remembers the name pun of that speed. place. Pun, pun speed. speed. And pun in Japanese yeah. is bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. Like the most famous uh, RX-7 place in the world. What else did we do? We did a lot of... We did, oh, the conveyor sushi. Oh, my God. We did that a couple times. That it was, was so cool. The coolest thing yeah. ever. So if you're like, you know, 
really hungry, but you're in a hurry, um, and you're in Tokyo, and you want sushi, you go to a conveyor sushi because they basically do this thing where they pre-make the sushi, and it's literally just spinning in front of you. If you want something specific and it's not already pre-made, you can tell them that you want it and right. they'll pre-make it. And the coolest part, do you remember the coolest part at the end? That the fancy trick. Which one? Do you, you remember? Oh, the trays? The trays. Yeah. Oh, so they had this thing. It's, it's the coolest technology ever. So instead of counting everything, what they do is you you keep all your plates and they stack them right in front of you. So you you get a plate per piece of sushi you order. So like <laughs> you may get you may order I would have ordered like a shrimp, a salmon, yeah. uh, an egg. Mm -hmm. uh, and then by the end of your meal, I have whatever I ordered in front of me and that's how they did it. Yeah, and like, then basically at the end, they would take their scanner thingy and go and it would literally I don't know how the hell it did it. No barcodes. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's it's reading somehow. It's not scanning anything. It's just like it, it literally. It's a Harry Potter wand, and it just goes beside the plates up and down two or three times, and it counts. I mean, there's probably a chip in the plate, probably, and yeah. it counts and says, "Oh, this is how much this thing is. This is how much this thing is." It takes them four seconds, and they tell you your bill is this many, <laughs> this many yen. Yeah, and then you give them some money, and you go about your day, and yeah. that's pretty much it. What else is cool? The capsule. There's so much to talk oh, about. Oh, the capsule. Dude, we could literally sit here for like hours and just the capsule hotels like yeah, i think it was cool. like what 30 dollars a night or something like that super cheap right super disgustingly cheap. cheap even the airbnbs were not too bad right they were nice houses yes um, a lot of space a lot of beds yeah. um yeah but the capsule hotels were really cool and what a capsule hotel is uh oh man how would you describe a capsule hotel sort of like a hostel Think of I would say. yeah, it almost exactly much nicer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, compared to like North American hostels, anyways, North American hostels will you know kill you. You might be missing a kidney at the end of the day, right. depending on where you go. But Japanese capsule hotels, they're basically like, uh, like a little tiny. I don't even know. Like maybe okay. Imagine this bed. Um, this bed. This table. Yeah. The size of the table is almost the size of the room, right? If you pay for an upgrade. You'll actually get the whole space that we're in right now, like from that side all the way to this wall. That's pretty much it for like 50 bucks a night. And the, there's a wall. Okay, so if this is the entire width of your room, there's a wall of these where you are, your room is mm -hmm. on top of another guy's room. Yeah. And it's just literally from floor to ceiling, there's two or three stacks. And then there's multiple going this way. And it's literally like a pod. You're, you're, in a pod, yep. you're sleeping in this pod, doing everything in this pod. You get out to use a public washroom, and it's super cheap, super cool. Amazing. I did the upgrade because I held everybody's I did suitcases. Too. I think we were the only two that decided to do it. Yeah, I, I had I had two suitcases with me because I bought a lot of stuff from the Pokemon <laughs> oh, Centers, yeah. but dude, that was a mistake. I would never do that again. <laughs> yeah, no. Tra traveling around Tokyo, that was the one thing, though. Getting around Tokyo super was easy, easy but... If you're a tourist and you got luggage and stuff, really annoying. Do you remember my luggage broke? Yeah, I do. So I bought this rope because we went to the... Uh, was uh, it the wheel that broke or the handle that broke or something? It was the handle, I think. Yeah, I think it was the handle. No, the wheel was uh, Dano. Dano. Dano's right. wheel broke. For me, it was the stupid handle. The metal literally snapped in half. Um, I think it was my fault because I was putting like my duffel bag like on the oh, top yeah. basically where the handle was and I was kind of just it was just too much weight. So um, what I did was uh, when I went to the forest I had bought a big like 
hundred foot rope because oh. when you go to the haunted forest in Japan, which we'll probably talk about in another episode, um, but when I went to the haunted forest in Japan, what you're supposed to do is bring a really long rope or ribbon. What I wanted to buy was ribbon because what you do is when you're going into the forest because it's super dense. If you go into this forest without marking your way in to come back out, you will probably get lost and you will probably die in there. Like no joke. This place is this place is not a joke. Um so what I did was I bought like a 100 150 foot rope whatever it was and we basically tied it. It was me and Dano because we were the only ones brave enough to do it. We tied it against the tree and went as far in as this rope would go. And the craziest part is that when we were in there, the rest of the group were all standing on the trail, maybe 120 feet from us. You could not hear them. They were talking and laughing and whatever whatever. Dano and I could not hear them right. for the life of us. We were just standing in there and it was dead freaking silence. So anyways, that's the reason why I bought this rope. And basically after the stupid luggage handle broke, I had to tie the stupid rope all the way around it yeah. and then leave like one long piece so I could pull it kind of going yeah. down the road. And it was just really awkward as hell, but it worked, whatever. It got me back to Canada eventually. <laughs> Through our challenges in yeah. Japan, which were not many. No. It was an incredible trip. No. That and was an amazing trip. There oh man, the places there there's so much that we did and remember the arcades. The yeah. eight oh, floor man. arcades. <laughs> right? Yeah. The yeah. the what is it called? The Plinko places? Pachinko. Pachinko. That's yeah. it. I wanna call it Plinko. I think that's uh <laughs> price is right. Price is right is Plinko, <laughs> so it's not the same thing. But it was like yeah, it was like the their version of a slot machine kind of essentially yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys have and to look it, it up it's many wild. different versions and ways of different types of playing games this that's their thing is pachinko machines mm -hmm. where you go in like you said it's like it's slot machines or all kinds of electric remember we were going trying to go into the department store don quixote oh my god and we was confusing <laughs> as all hell. we walked into the door we thought was don quixote and it was slots everywhere <laughs> oh yeah. pachinko machines everywhere yeah. no people the, sitting there the department yeah. store i think was above it that's right that's we what didn't we didn't realize know, right? exactly so we walked in we're like what the hell is going on over here is <laughs> what kind of grocery <laughs> store is this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the don, what was it called don quixote yes that was where i was trying to find ribbon it's weird because out of eight or nine floors of this store that literally had everything you can possibly oh, think man. of they didn't have any ribbon <laughs> I don't know why ribbon is just unheard of. They had an like, entire floor of different types of Kit Kats, but right? <laughs> yeah, for real. All the all the snacks, man. The Kit Kats and Oof. those uh, what are those those sticks? Pocky. Pocky. The Pocky oh. sticks. That's right. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, Japan is uh, is sick. Um, but yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for anything else. Uh, Not really. No, no, that that, that covers so, that covers our introduction. I yeah, think. I think that's uh, pretty much. I mean, oh yeah, we were gonna mention something about the the scammers. Scammers. The scammers. Oh, so. right before this. So right before this, I was like, hey man, <laughs> make sure you follow me on Twitter with the new podcast Twitter, yes. which is Brave Podcast Zero Zero. Mm -hmm. So. I, then you went, you're like, oh, is it even following me? And you check Ange Bona TV. <laughs> and then there's two Ange Bona TVs where the second one is Ange Bona yeah, TV 13. They do that, man. It's uh, These guys are ruthless. They do not give up. Um, the saddest part is that no, man, no matter how many times, like Twitter is not so bad. 
if they get reported enough times on Twitter, um, and this happens to me on YouTube too, and I freaking hate it. This is why I have to remember to mention it every so often because uh, a lot of people are not aware of what's going on. Is these people are pretending to be me. They do it to a lot of other YouTubers as well. Um, but they'll do it to me, and what they'll do is they'll reply to the viewers, the people who comment sometimes on YouTube, and they'll set up BS YouTube channels like basically with the same name exploring with angela whatever message me on te uh, telegram i don't even use telegram right. right i don't got time to use telegram i'm busy right so um yeah if somebody's messaging you and they're claiming they're me or moshio or any other youtube and they're telling you to directly message them on telegram they're probably full of shit um but yeah they what they do a lot of times is they'll make fake accounts on instagram twitter <coughs> excuse me um oh yeah just before this after the twitter you i was like oh yeah, is your <coughs> is the instagram following me and i i go and i look at yours and there's four different <laughs> angebona tv instagrams what so else yeah there's only one he's mm -hmm. sitting here across the table from me okay. yeah so if there's an extra v it's not me. That guy's <laughs> been around for a long time. I got actually got a funny story about that guy. And, uh, yeah, so basically, I remember I was dating this girl in Barrie, and I was on the way up there, and this guy was just constantly nonstop messaging me. And... Uh, from that account from that account because i had started messaging him so he oh. was always messaging me back and he was basically trying to like bribe me and he's like listen i'll stop whatever whatever as long as you give me two hundred dollars i said okay no problem but i'll think about it i'm not gonna just straight up give you two hundred dollars i'll think about it but you gotta do something for me you gotta tell me in a voice message <laughs> how much you love me and how you want to cover me in maple syrup <laughs> and you're gonna come here to Canada and lick it up. No. <laughs> I did it. I did it. He dude, he actually did it. He no. sent me a voice note. And you could tell he was like probably from Nigeria or something. Because uh, majority of them are for some uh, odd scammers, reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean if you talk to Day. Which will eventually when he's in Toronto, we'll probably have on the show because he does this stuff constantly. Um, but yeah, he sent the voice note. I'm pretty sure I have a screen recording and I sent it to my friend Jazz a while ago. Yeah. So I have to look for it. If I find it, I'll, I'll find share it. You got to put you. it up on the oh podcast Instagram. Oh my God. It's It was like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Just the fact that he actually did it. But yeah. It's so good. If you see these guys, um, don't fall for them because they're usually pretty full of poop is somebody like saying something i heard someone say you what the hell like it's next hard door? To, i think yeah well it's, it's hard to hear outside of these headphones so it yeah must have been really real. loud i don't know here. if you guys can hear that but there's somebody talking that's really weird but okay um yeah i guess that's pretty much it for our first podcast wow we actually went i think we almost went for like an hour and... runtime 100 uh sorry one hour 25 minutes oh nice break. yeah not too bad that's yeah, bad that's pretty for good for a beginning. We didn't eh? even stop once, so yeah. now all of a sudden we're getting some person saying weird noise. Can you hear them? No. I heard that one. Yeah, that was it, right? Okay. Well, that was weird, but um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for our first podcast. Not too bad, I'd say, for a bunch of noobs yeah. that don't really know what the hell we're doing. We're just learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, we, hey, we got we to gotta do a video for 
the studio. We got yes. to take a walk around and let them see yes. what the whole studio looks well, like. Well, I think what I think is we need to finish it first. So we the put side, yeah. majority of the effort on this side, as you guys can see from the wide angle. Um, it's I'd say we did a pretty decent job, right? For yeah, somebody who's nice. never done wallpaper before, which I'm literally never doing ever again because <laughs> wallpaper is annoying. And that's the yep. that's the pre adhesive stuff. Imagine right? it didn't have the adhesive on oh it. Oh my god. Yeah. I think I would have killed somebody. <laughs> but yeah, so we did focus on this side. And what I kind of want to do, uh, my idea, probably the next couple of months, just haven't had a chance to do it yet. Um, probably going to go to Ikea and pick up a couch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> buy another TV, probably exactly like this one, because this one's sick. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we're going to basically set up the other side so that way when our guests come, because obviously they'll probably come a little bit early, and uh, they can hang out, you know? Yeah. Chill out, talk on the couch. Uh, we don't always have to be in this space, but although this space is pretty cool, I'd yeah. say. Um, yeah, there's still more to do, as there always is more to do. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the first one. Uh, I think the next one will probably have a guest. If not, we'll just, you know, ramble for another two hours next time. Keep chatting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, go and follow us on the social medias for this. And, uh, of course, follow our... Uh, private youtube channel well, not private but our personal youtube channels yeah. i'm exploring with angelo and he is moshi yo mm -hmm. yeah if you check out my instagram it's moshi m-o-s-h-i dot yo yeah you gotta you gotta mention that because i know that hard. might be a little confusing so even like when you look him up on youtube it's m-o-s-h-i comma period is it comma yeah. oh see that's what confuses me yeah. <laughs> i always think it's a period but it's a freaking comma yeah so. depending on this i know and i i, I gotta figure oh out i gotta change it yeah I gotta figure it out. it's just a little a little bit it's hard to find that's that's yeah. the problem look for but, the space yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're gonna leave off this episode hope you guys enjoyed it hey um, thank you for watching right oh yeah. my god this is fun this was cool. Right? This is so easy. Dude, I shouldn't yeah. say that. I shouldn't say uh, that. Why? I mean, it just it was just so natural and so easy. To it is easy. That's that's why we're ghosts, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, guys. Um, yeah, smash that like button if you're new here. Subscribe. Turn those post notifications on, and uh, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the first. Uh, podcast and uh, if there's a specific topic maybe you guys want us to talk about we will definitely consider them just leave those in the comments as well and uh, we'll go through them and uh, see what's next all right bye bye <laughs>